Welcome to the Life Central Bikers Church Podcast. We trust that this message will speak into your life. Good morning, church. What an awesome day to be with the Lord. Amen. Well, I want to say we started off slow, but we really got going there in the end. Eh? Well done, Ben. Well done. <laughs> so today it's a real privilege for me to share the message with you this morning. And uh, day before Christmas. I mean, what an awesome day. And, you know, and I want to start by saying, what is Christmas about? But before I do that, let's open in prayer. Father God, in Jesus' name, we come before you this morning, Lord. And Father, we just want to thank you for this awesome day that you've blessed us with. Father God, I pray now that I will fade away, Lord, and all that people will hear is your voice, Father God. And Father, I pray that each person sitting here this morning will have a special encounter with your Holy Spirit, Father, as they set aside this time this morning just to fellowship with you, Lord God. Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. So what is Christmas about? Anyone got an idea? What do, what do you think Christmas is about? Jesus. There we go. Amen. It's not about Christmas trees. It's not about presents. And I know the youngsters are going, oh, really? No, it's not about that. What it's about is Jesus Christ. What it's about is the birth of Jesus Christ. And, it's, and that is what we celebrate over Christmas. It's remembering that awesome day when Jesus was born onto this earth to show us the way. And guess what? The date also doesn't matter. What matters is that Jesus was born. Do we all agree he was born? Amen. So that is what we celebrate. Whether we celebrate it today or some other day really is irrelevant. The fact is we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. So, what is the reason for the season? That cliche sentence, which brings us to the message, of the, the, yeah, today's message. So, have you ever thought, what is God's favorite animal? Sheep. Yeah, there we go. Definitely sheep. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, there's a lot of sheep in the Bible. He speaks about sheep quite often. So, I definitely believe God's favorite animal is sheep. And also shepherds. Speaks a lot about shepherds. And uh, if we think of an example, if I had to ask most people in the church, what is your favorite Bible verse? Anything come to mind? Psalm 23. There we go. It's, um, I didn't prepare this way. Hey? It just happened. So many people like Psalm 23. And why is that? Well, it's written by a shepherd by the name of David. And what does it say? And if we move to the next slide. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. Now, I want you to just take a moment. You know, it's very easy to rush through Bible verses, and we normally do. We just read through them, and we like think, oh, we've all read this a million times. But just try and close your eyes for a moment and just picture this. Picture Jesus Christ, the shepherd. And we are the sheep. And as he leads us through the green meadows, and he leads us beside peaceful streams, he renews our strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. 
even when I walk through the darkest valley or the dark valley of death, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Thank you, Jesus. Surely, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that personal? Do you not, can, can you like resonate with that? That is Jesus speaking to each and every one of us individually. That is his promise to each and every one of us if we allow him to be our shepherd. Now, if we move to the next slide, the prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah 40, verse 11, the Lord shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather them in his arms and carry them close to his heart and gently lead them, gently lead those who have young. What a beautiful verse. So when you think of God, do you see him like that? Do you see him as a protector, as a provider? And if he is your shepherd, what does that make you? Can you see yourself as one of his sheep? Depending on him, belonging to him, following him, and remaining close to him. If you know anything about sheep and shepherds, you'll notice they're never far from each other. They're always nearby. The shepherd is watching and the sheep remain close, where they can hear his voice. Do you remember, or do you see many times they have these kids' plays, and everyone dresses up, and they do Mary and Joseph and Jesus in the manger? You know, who did you ever think you'd want to be? Well, in preparing for this, I've realized I want to be the sheep, because God really likes sheep. Well, there are lambs, sheep, and shepherds all over the Bible. And if we read from the times of Abel right up to today, the people of Israel were mainly shepherds who then became farmers over time. And they always found themselves out on the edge of society. You know, they couldn't get to the temples they, uh, like they were supposed to. One could say they were lost. Now, Jesus called himself the good shepherd who calls his own sheep by name and they hear his voice. He wants us to hear him. He'll even lay down his life for his sheep. Now, to me, sheep are just sheep, and I don't think I enjoy anything more than a lamb chop on a bra, but anyway. <laughs> but not to the good shepherd. He knows the sheep. He names them, and he'll fight whatever wants to hurt them. He notices if one is sick, if one is struggling, or if one is lost. I want to remind you of a story today in the Bible. In this story, Jesus was there, and there were some people crowding around, and they were complaining about Jesus spending time with these dodgy characters who seemed to love him. And I want you to know that Jesus really loved them, but they seemed to love him. And these people were looking at Jesus and judging him for spending time with these dodgy characters. And Jesus picked up on this, and at this point, Jesus did something that he does nowhere else in the Bible. 
He shared three stories. Why three? So that they and we would get the point of what truly matters and truly understand what matters to God. And if you haven't figured it out, you matter to God. And today, in the end of the sermon, I want to give you the opportunity to come home to the love of Jesus. But wait, there's more. So Jesus told these three stories. A lost coin, a story about a lost boy, and the story about a lost sheep. Now today, I only have time to speak of one. And if we can move to the next slide... We read the story, one of the stories, Luke 15, verse 4 to 7. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. When he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Now I want you to imagine the lost sheep. How do you suppose it happened? Well, the same way it always happens, one step at a time. We don't just suddenly get lost. Eh? Would you agree? We take one step, we take another, perhaps a turn for the worse. Sometimes we don't even know we're doing it until we find ourselves lost. And when I was preparing for this, I was reminded of a story. Aaron was about five years old, Josh was a baby, and we were walking around this mall, and it was busy. It was like this time of year. And we're holding his hand and we're saying to him, just stay with us, follow us, stay near so we can keep you safe. The same thing that God says to us, hear my voice, read my word, follow me, stay near. But what do we do? Like him, he got distracted, saw something shiny, ran off, made his own way. And before he knew it, he was lost. Now, like God, I'm not saying we like God, but God knows, God knows all. We knew there was one entrance to the shop. So Sam and I went and we stood at the entrance and we waited. Because we knew he's going to have to come out at some point. And we saw him running up and down the aisles looking for us all panicked. And eventually he finds a security guard and they come walking down. And when he sees us, he just lights up and he runs towards us. And he's just so happy to see us. And we're like, <laughs> I think he learned a good lesson that day. Ever since then, he's never left our side. Even now, if we go somewhere, he's like, hey, I'm just going out. Don't leave without me. And he's 23 now. Can you believe it? So there was this old hymn writer who put it this way. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. We all know what it's like. We've all wandered away from God at some time or other. The Bible says we're all like sheep. Now, if we stopped there, we would think, oh, no, cool, cute and cuddly. But no, that's not what he's talking about. And Isaiah says it in Isaiah 53, verse 6. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Every one of us has turned to his or her own way. But then, this same Isaiah 
saw something, someone, 700 years before Jesus Christ was born, that first Christmas, Isaiah received a revelation from God. A virgin would conceive. A child was going to be born. A son would be given. People would call him Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God. Isaiah didn't know what it would all mean. But yeah, he went on to talk about a Messiah who would come. And he prophesied in Isaiah 53, verse 1 to 5. And I summarized it. He would come. He would grow up like one of us. He'd look like nothing special and would be rejected. He would be beaten, bruised, pierced, and crushed, not for his sins, but for ours. That's when Isaiah says that we're all like sheep. All of us, lost sheep, we go astray. It's really not a compliment. Sheep are not smart. They go off and get lost in bad places. And often it doesn't just affect them, but it affects everybody around them and everyone involved. We all get hurt. Sometimes we even get lost deliberately. Eh? Anyone found themselves there? Often it just, it, it, it's, uh, it's like we just turn our back on God. We just turn away. We just do our own thing. We make a decision. And anyone watching would want to say, hey, stop, turn around. If you keep going that way, you're going to end up lost. But we never think we will. We always think we know what we're doing. Our way is best. We think it will work out. The truth is, we all have the tendency to make our own way instead of following God's way. But the good news is, is that God wants us back. So Jesus became the Lamb of God to save us all. And if you go to the next slide, Isaiah 53 verse 7, He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Can we not see it? That the Lord comes looking for the lost ones. He goes after them to save them. The Savior comes to the slaughter, silent like a lamb, as his blood is shed for you and for me. And it all began, all began this time at Christmas time. And we read in Luke 2, verse 8 to 12, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of, of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. He said, I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Now, the, these shepherds, they were lost. They were out in the wilderness guarding their sheep. People that most people forget about. But who did God send to share this message with first? These shepherds. They were standing there looking after their sheep. 
And they were lost. They didn't know about God. They didn't spend time in God. They didn't spend time in the temples. They didn't spend time with God. So they were lost in knowing anything about God. They didn't know all the religious stuff that went on in the temples. And no one in the temple bothered about them. They just forgot about them. Shepherds out in the sheep. All they knew about, <laughs> sorry, shepherds out in the fields. All these sheep and shepherds getting tongue-tied here. All they knew about was sheep. So God said, perfect, Gabriel, the rest of you grab some harps, some golden trumpets, get down there. They were in the wrong place and they didn't even know it. Where they needed to be was in Bethlehem. So the angels directed them. You're in the wrong place. You need to go to Jesus. Go and see in that feeding trough where the animals are. That's where the Savior is. Your Savior, he has been born for you. He is Christ the Lord. Now, what did they do with that? Well, they did what only really matters. Because when you know you're lost and when someone gives you directions, what should you do? Follow the direction. And that's exactly what they did. And if we read in Luke 2, verse 15 to 17, when the angels had turned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go. That's the first step. Let's go. Go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone. And that's the next lesson. Tell everyone what happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. So what a great idea. So why don't you go and see? The Bible says, thanks be to God for his incredible gift, indescribable gift. So I can't describe it. You have to see it for yourself. Like they did, and when you do, you'll find the most amazing thing. How can I describe the indescribable? So let me ask you a question. What are you looking forward to most this Christmas? You know, what, what gift would you like most? But the question really should be, what is the greatest gift we ever got? I know what it is. I just don't know if you've opened it yet. The greatest gift you'll ever receive has already been given. You don't even need to wait for it. The angel described it better than I can. The most precious, personal, and perfect gift. Now, if we move to the next slide, it's the most precious because you need it the most, the Savior. The next slide. It's the most personal because it's for you. The most perfect, trust the Lord. And nothing else will last forever. So it is the most permanent gift for you. However far you may feel you have wandered, God wants us home this Christmas. None of us have fallen beyond his reach. He is our good shepherd. He leads us on the right paths. And he restores our soul. And he makes us whole again. No matter how far you've wandered, the good news is there's always a way back. God allows U-turns. Sometimes we don't even realize that we're lost. 
I didn't until God found me and brought me home. In closing, if you get lost, what do you have to do? Well, firstly, you have to admit it. Now, I know it's hard, but just admit it. We, we, we generally don't want to admit when we've done something wrong. Just admit it. The other day, I was driving along, and I don't know if you've ever found yourself in this place. I'm driving along, and I'm, I don't know what I was thinking about, and I'm going along, and next thing I thought, I have no idea where I am. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but at this moment, I'm thinking, I'm sure this road will become the right road. I'm sure it's the right road. Or I'm sure it will connect to the right road. But guess what? It never happens that way. Eh? Make a U-turn. <laughs> and I just want to say that not asking for directions, that's a weakness. No one's mainly for the men. <laughs> so the first step going the wrong way is admitting that you're going the wrong way. Admit that you're lost. You've wandered from the path one step at a time. Perhaps you've been off the right path for a long time. But I have good news for you. You're still not too far. The next slide. That is why God brought us here today. So you could hear him calling you home. Perhaps you thought you were taking a minor detour when you turned into the church. But I want to make a suggestion. Don't take another step in the wrong direction. Make the right decision to follow God today. Don't waste another day going forward and most certainly do not waste another year. Maybe God has been speaking to you every Christmas so far, telling you in your favorite Christmas songs, some of them that we sang this morning, or through family members or a million other ways. He has a plan to use you. He has a place where you can belong and to be a part of in what he is doing in this world and in this church. God will meet you right here, right now, and give you his love his forgiveness, and his directions if you'll only pray to him and invite Jesus into your life. What better time than Christmas, we can move to the next slide, to give to God the only gift that he wants, which is you. If you have never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to ask you now to take that first step. And if we can just all close our eyes. And if there's anyone in the audience this morning that has never accepted the Lord as their personal Lord and Savior, I want to ask you now, take that step and stand up out of your chair so that we may pray together. If you don't want to stand up, but you just want to say this prayer with me, let's do that now. Heavenly Father, I come to you in prayer, asking for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross of Calvary, that I might be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead and I ask you right now to come into my life and be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and I will worship you all the days of my life. 
because your word is truth. I confess with my mouth that I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. Amen. So what's your next step? Well, really simple. Trust God. He will love you forever. He'll forgive you for everything. Because a Savior has been born for you. The Lamb of God, the miracle in the manger, came to get to know you. The Bible says, know that the Lord is God. It is He who has made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Now for the rest of us who may have wandered off God's perfect plan for your life, I want you to pray with me now. And if we can all do this and just pray out loud, count me in, Good Shepherd, as one of yours. I've wandered. I am lost. But now I want to be found by your amazing grace. Take my hand, Lord, and lead me by your Holy Spirit. Help me to repent of my sins, to put you first in everything I do, and keep my eyes fixed on you. May I remain mission true as I live out this mission that you have given me to do, to go and make shepherds of all your sheep. Amen. Now trust your good shepherd, Jesus Christ, to lead you, to guide you on the path that takes you to a life of victory. And I pray that you enjoy Christmas tomorrow with family and friends. And I pray for safe traveling mercies if you're going anywhere. And we look, enjoy the break. And like Hector said, listen to the podcast on New Year's Sunday. And we hope to see you all again in the new year. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Life Central Bikers Church podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at lifecentralchurch.org.za and get in touch.